You're all healed up from your accident. That would be you, Brian. Oh, yes. Very much. <laughs> Are you sure you're healed up from the accident? <laughs> Everything's okay. <laughs> I'm all right. Uh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> This is episode number 46. I am Dan, and with me is Jake. Say hi, Jake. What's happening? Not much, dude. Also, of course, Nick is with us. How are we doing? There's Nick. And um, you guys might remember that dude from Texas, Brian Foster. Who's that guy? He's that dude. He's with us, too. Say hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. So what's up, dude? It's been a while since you've been on the show. Yeah, a little of this, a little of that. I heard you had a little uh, run-in with a Mercedes-Benz. Yeah, it won. Did it win? They have a tendency won, to do yeah. that, you know. They, Apparently, I'm, I'm not the man of steel anymore. Getting too old, man. Getting it too happens. old. You know, we used to call Brian our favorite semen, but we can't call him that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got hit by a car. We've told all of our listeners about that. Tell us, uh, you, you were you were at the at a at a whorehouse in Atlanta when that happened. No, I was at a Waterburger in Texas. Oh, how did I get that? Oh, what a what a. Whataburger. What'd you call me? A what? Whataburger. How did I get that mixed up? Um, Creative mind? I don't know. Maybe your buddy Chris told me that. Maybe. He You're going to believe anything comes out of Chris's mouth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I suppose he tells me I should fly a chaos. Oh. oh. Okay, you're going to believe half of what he says? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so uh, you're still flying the chaos, obviously. Yes, sir. Still liking it. Absolutely. You have no taste, therefore you shall die. That's my new mantra. <sighs> Gotta give you shit. You know that. Don't be mad that my shit doesn't let smoke out. Come on now. It's nitro or nothing, dude. Or a fence post. <laughs> or a fence post. <laughs> or a fence post. Come on now. <laughs> or a target bag. You gotta, or... gotta cut me some slack, dude, because you know what? I was shooting autos. Hey, I'm, I'm cutting you slack. At least you didn't have a goblin with a limp tail. That's right. So, you're healed up from your accident. That would be you, Brian. Oh, yes. Very much. <laughs> Are you sure you're healed up from the accident? <laughs> Everything's okay. <laughs> I'm all right. Uh, I think so. <laughs> Mostly. So, you, uh, that, that was a while, and you've been, uh, you're back to flying again. Absolutely. And uh, you're still flying those chaos helis. Uh-huh. Oh. Yep, yep. I'll forgive you this time. I, I just... Uh, I have to pick... Look. I have to pick on somebody. I can't really pick on a line helicopters anymore. Because I have a whole fleet of them. And a tattoo used to. on your ass. <laughs> tattoo on my ass. <laughs> it says a line lives here. 
<laughs> he conquered his heart. <laughs> conquered my heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. We're glad you're healed up, man. A lot of a lot of people were wondering about you, and uh, you know, it sucks when the Mercedes decides to tackle you. Generally, it wins. Well, you know, I'm not Iron Man anymore, but all I can say is, I'm back. You're back. What have you been up to, Jake? Um, what have I been up to? I don't know. I had that fun fly last weekend. We went out to Nerf out in Albany area. Yeah. The North Northeast Rotary Flight Fest. Say that ten times fast. I not, dare you. Go. No, I'm not even going to try it. I saw oh, some. Pi- I saw some pictures of a of a downed goblin dude. What happened? I don't know. I don't. You're there. Didn't you're the one that crashed it? Did you do that shit on oh, purpose? <laughs> yes, I was testing durability and showing off how well it, it survives a a very abrupt inverted landing. Well, you know what? If if you're gonna test for durability, don't have asset, man. Come on. If you're going to put a helicopter in, do it right. What, epic tail slide? Epic whatever. Put it in hard. <laughs> put That's it in problem. hard. He went in with a limp tail. <laughs> 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 you're going to get poor resort, results if you put it in with a limp tail. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well. So Jake was trying to cut some crop circles there in uh, New York. Little landscaping, little sod work. I saw that grass. It looked like it was mowed pretty good, dude. It was mowed pretty good. That's why I was having trouble getting it. Yeah, and the pretzel next to it. You had to cut it. You had to cut it even shorter than it was. It was a nice looking field. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a very nice field. Um, there's hardly ever any wind there. Even if there is, it's you know the whole field is enclosed by trees, so you don't get a I whole lot just, of wind below. I was the just going to say that's why, because it's enclosed by trees, dude. Yeah. I saw the yeah. video of Chris flying his in uh, his uh, Sky News chopper. Yeah. And uh, there for a minute, I thought he was actually going to fly right into the trees. I'm not going to lie. It's it's cramped. It's a little cramped. <laughs> yeah. But once you get used to it, you're okay. Yeah. Or you can fly above the trees in the wind. Sounds real good. You don't have anything, uh, any breaking, pressing, outstanding uh, announcements this week like you normally do, do you? I mean, are you like, did you win the lottery or something? I mean, it's always something with you. Uh, we'll hold on to that. <laughs> okay. A lot of you guys know that uh, Nick was at Snohomish last week. Yes. The, the fun fly of the Northwest, and I'm pissed at myself for not going. You should be. I should be punished. Oh, dear. Punish it's me. Craigslist girl. <laughs> you should be spanked. So tell us, tell us about that fun fly. What was the highlight of that fun fly besides, of course, uh, you know, RC Hilly Nation being there in the, with you and... Of course, Ed, which he's kind of an unofficial member of RC Nation. Ed's a member. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought everybody um, was a member. Well, everyone's a member, I guess. That's the wrong way to put it. But um, representative. Ed's like the unofficial diplomat. He's, he, he's the guy that doesn't get immunity, right? But yet he can still represent. <laughs> but he can't, come, he, he can't break any rules while he's there. <laughs> so tell us, Boy. dude. Highlight. Too many to uh, mention, huh? Jeez, oh, there's way too many. Um, I would say probably the coolest was the, the flight team from A-Main. Uh, so Devin LeBlanc, uh, Gregor McGrath, Brian Tran, um, Leon Luke, and Tim Jones all showed up. Yeah. And those guys, holy cow, they brought their A-game. They put on an incredible show. Just beat the crap out of those helis. And Friday night, 
they put all five of them up in the air um, under the floodlights. Yes. Which was unlike anything I've ever seen. I saw that video. I mean, it was, yeah, it was just so much going on. It was ridiculous. I mean, there was just helis flying everywhere this way and that way. And, and then, um, as tradition with Snohomish, um, we do tend to, the people who are not flying tend to party a little bit hard at night. So we partake of some, some chilled beverages yeah. and, um, Usually gets accompanied by Mr. Bodos on the microphone, who proceeds to egg everyone on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of when it starts to get fun because the creativity really rolls out. And, you know, what can he get you to do? So he was kind of choreographed with them. They actually had, I've never even heard of this. They had a midair, but yet both of them landed. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. They hit hit blades. It was incredible. Yeah. A, a midair wow. and both helicopters landed, dude. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you'll never see that again. Like yeah. that is on video somewhere. Yeah, it is yeah. on video. It's yeah, a, I need to see that. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll put it. We'll yeah, put it in the show notes. Yeah, for sure. So that was awesome. They went back out Saturday night, but uh, had some complications. There was only three of them Saturday night that went out and flew. It was just man. They they really. This was the first year for bringing in those. Con- construction floodlights yeah and it it just took the fun flight to that next level i mean in previous years there was you know maybe four or five people that had night gear but it puts a lot of i mean just for an average you know joe pilot who wants to fly at night it puts a lot of pressure on him because there's you know still a hundred people standing out there watching and you know you get a couple of the guys who can you know fly pretty hard kind of egg them on then someone else throws up a night heli and then it's like oh no here bring it down here bring it over here where everyone can see and it's just kind of it makes for a little bit of an awkward situation but uh with the with the construction lights up anyone could fly and you didn't have to have a night gear set up so it was just really cool to see definitely that and then i pulled off uh, I did not manage to do it during the auto contest because uh, I'd never tried it before, but I did get my very first um, tail blade scraping inverted auto. But you know what they say, dude? You can't What's win. That? You can't win the gold medal if you don't place first in the Olympics. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you can do it in your backyard all day long. I think that if I would have had one, I, I mean, I'd never even tried it. And it was someone entered my name. I have no idea who it was in the auto contest. So I got called and it was, I'm walking up there going, uh, what am I going to do? <laughs> like, I, I didn't even have a plan. You know, um, that seems to happen to you at Fun Flies. People like to just enter you into shit. It is weird how that works, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, so that was Hilly cool. Well. And, you know, Saturday, um, spent a lot of time on Saturday helping people with their setups, getting, you know, helis flying better, getting new helis flying, long, long-term long problems fixed. I, d- I didn't get up. I think I put my first flight on at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday, but it's all in good fun, though. I enjoy it. You know, Ed went to Snohomish. Of course, we mentioned that earlier yep. just a bit ago, but he took Todd Bennett's class. Yeah. And... uh how do you put this? Um, you know, it, 
Todd Bennett's teaching style isn't for everybody. Um, I don't think Ed got, well, look, I think he got a lot out of it. He doesn't realize it yet, but I think he felt uh, a little overrun, I guess, by Todd's style. You know what I mean? Kind of. Yeah. Intimidated. uh, There you go. He felt intimidated. And uh, today we were flying and he, um, he just doesn't understand how well he's progressing. And I, uh, you know, he, he tries, he, he, he compares what he's doing. And I'm not trying to say that I fly real well, but with what me and Fred at the field are doing and what he doesn't, I guess, take into consideration is both Fred and I have been, been flying a hell of a lot longer than he has. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he'll get there. But. Well, it's a big going from hovering to four, I mean, two circuits and forward flight. That's a huge leap. I mean, a really, really big leap. And it, it might be only like one leap on the food chain, but it's a, it's a huge one. And it's a big hurdle to, to overcome. So, I mean, once you get, you know, you're flying circuits, um, you can do circuits, stall turns. When you start throwing in loops and rolls and that sort of other stuff, you can usually start bumping through that at a little bit of a faster rate. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a natural plateau going from hovering uh, to forward flight. And it, it can take a while to do. And I know that, you know, people who go to classes or have someone that they're working with, if they don't get over that hump as quickly as they see someone else, maybe, oh, I did my first flip today. Well, that's nothing in comparison to going from hovering to forward flight. So it's just a natural big bump. So do that Snohomish some fun fly. I sure am. Sorry I missed it. I think for sure next year I'm going to have to definitely hit that fun fly. Yes, I must go. Yeah, it's... it's Bring me. We, we've got to try and get everyone out there. Yeah, I think... I, I mean, think, yeah. something. Because it's, it's just such a cool fun fly. No politics, no nothing. Everyone's just out there to have fun and fly. And and the talent's incredible. There's tons of people with lots of knowledge. They've got great vendors. Tammy's Hobbies is there. Um, Lower Heli is there. Dave from Progressive RC shows up. Uh, it's just, man, it's sweet. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. So guess what showed up this week, dude? What? I have... Land- landing skids? <laughs> no, I already had some of those. New blades. I have now two T-Rex 700s. <laughs> fanboy come on now I also have a 600 that makes you more of a fanboy <laughs> yeah I actually have two 600s one of them is just an airframe that I'm going to put into that uh, scale canopy that I was talking about but this week um, not a lot of flying I mean I've uh, it's been kind of a I don't know an off week for me I uh, just haven't had a chance to make it to the field as much as I'd like to of course Ed being gone no one really to fly with uh, being out at the field by yourself all day sucks ass. That's all there is to Tell it. me about it. We did get some flying in today. You know, Ed's coming along. He uh, he wanted to see what I was able to do now, and he was pretty impressed, I think, if I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> Patting your own back there? Uh, you know, someone's got to, because your guys' arms aren't long enough. Just don't dislocate your own shoulder. I'll try not to. So I really haven't been up to a whole lot. You know, I've got, uh, I can't believe how quickly this summer is going by. There was a summer? (laughs) 
dude, it's going to be winter before we know it. What are we going to do? I'm going to fly in the barn. I what suppose. are you going to do? I'm going to fly in the gym. I'm going to get a 130X or something and fly in the gym. Yeah. I don't have anywhere to fly. Yeah, but you don't really get cold weather over where you live, dude. It it rains. You well, know, it rains year round though, doesn't it? Does that change ever? <laughs> yeah, it just rains like all the time. You can't you can't like just sit there and kind of wait for a wait for it to stop for a second, go out, get a flight, and then come back in. It just <laughs> pours nonstop. You know, <laughs> so waterproof your shit and go fly. <laughs> I think yeah. I think they kind of have to do that there. You know, I, I kind of want to touch on something you mentioned last week. Before we go into the news, I saw something on your Facebook page that just about made me just uh, die of a heart attack. I was just laughing so hard. It has to do with the Canadians and the and the Costco thing. Do you you know what I'm talking about? Oh my god! <laughs> There's like this. It's like a marathon. It looks like a marathon of a bunch of people in like Canadian flagged outfits, you know, with shirts on. <laughs> and it's like this big caption. I can't remember exactly, but something about. Let's go to the States and take all their fucking milk. <laughs> Dude, it is. We have a problem <laughs> up here. And, and I'm not going to be like trying and put down all the rest of the Canadians because I, I like Canada and I like Canadians. Uh-huh. But I don't know what these bastards that we got over here, they are from a whole different. Uh, it ain't right. Like these people are just not right. It, it they right. have they overrun our Costco. Like no one in this town. So we've got 50,000, 60,000 people in this town. No one goes to our own Costco. <laughs> because it's nothing but Canadians and they are the rudest bunch of people. It, it's amazing the stuff that they try and do. And then on top of that, all the Eastern we have a milk room. At our Costco, uh-huh. that is a whole room dedicated to just milk, uh-huh. and all the East Indians they buy all the damn milk because milk and like they really they go ex- out with like a whole entire <laughs> they buy it by the pallet. <laughs> so is like milk really expensive in Canada or something? Or it must be, huh? I I think it's a I I don't know I don't even know if I should talk about it because I'm so not educated. It's not even funny, but I think I think they actually bathe in it. <laughs> Do all the local businesses where you live take Canadian money as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have to. Yeah, they, it's a love-hate thing, though. Yeah. No one likes it. Everyone hates it. Yeah. But now that the dollar, you know, when the economy did our big drop, they started coming back down here. And it's just, oh, my God. I mean, it's it's horrible. And no one goes on that side of town. Costco, Walmart. I mean, our Walmart, the Walmart parking lot on any given weekend looks like a KOA. <laughs> I'm serious. They put out like their own little cities out there on the edge and everything, and they got all their Canadian flags up. I mean, That's yeah, funny. it's scary stuff. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, Brian, do you guys have problems with Canadians coming down and buying all your milk up? Um, no, but they try to buy our milk cows. Ah, okay. Yeah. They, they, they want it. They they, they try to they try to import them back to Saskatchewan. Hey. <laughs> That's a nice Canadian accent you got there, eh? <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys. Well, I think it's probably time we went into some news. News? Let's do some news. I think we should do some news. We got a better idea. You got a better idea? Just a I think so. 
guys, Jake here. As most of you know, I've been flying the SAB Goblin 700 for a while now. With its unique and modular design, it's proven itself to be a rugged, reliable, and agile machine. That combined with its high visibility, it's been a great learning platform for me to grow my skills. To find a dealer in your area, check it out at goblin-helicopter.com. I'm impressed with this machine. I think you will be too. Alrighty guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your RC Heli News Magazine. What do you got, Nick? Alright, so for those of you uh, dicks who are going to be at Urcha, while the rest yeah. of us sit at home, you will get to so. see the brand new super secret unveiled Synergy E5. Uh-huh. Yeah. Are, it's are, going to be unveiled at Urcha for the first time. Are we no excited about been. that? Yeah, absolutely. I always yeah. like seeing new helis. Why not? It's electric, though, dude. Well, we don't don't group me in. I like a, <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity employer. Uh, I, I'm I discriminate. I yeah. believe Gowie's going to have their new one there also. Something yes. tells me Nick was going to bring that up. Uh, I yeah. might have, but I mean, hey, that's oh. cool. <laughs> that's all right. He could go uh, and and the baby goblin's going to be there. Uh, yeah, there's all these new 500 it, class helis that are going to be there. Is it green? Goblin. Is the baby goblin green? I think it's more of a yellow. Yeah, I don't like yellow canopies anymore either. All of a sudden, <laughs> or red. it's a trend. <laughs> it's so trendy. Yeah, no, Gowie's got the NX series coming out, which is huge for the Gowie following who still fly nitros. I yes. mean, the people that fly um, the X5 and the X7 just love them. So being able to get a nitro. Now, you know, how far out it'll be after the unveiling, who knows? Yeah, that's that's one thing that they should never do in this hobby, and that's release a deadline date. Because they rarely, rarely stick to them. Yeah. No, you Everything know, the only company that seems to come along really quick, um, yeah, we'll hop on Dan's fanboy train, Align, they seem to like, when they start talking about it, it usually shows up, not too, too well, that's long That's because the design's already done by somebody else. And yeah, <laughs> that's because the line's got the bankroll to make it happen. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah, okay, so look, you know, this, uh, I, you, I know we've talked about the Tariq thing the last three weeks in a row since you bring up a line. I'm still thinking it's a line. It's got to be. He's going to the line fun fly, I heard. I'm, man, He's I thought g- that it was cool for a while. I'm burnt out. He keeps putting up posts. Um, you know, yep. motors now, and I got all my servos and yep. blah, blah, blah. So he had some but, dirty uh, rail blades on there earlier. Yeah, yeah, I'm burnt. Okay, you've beat that dead horse long enough. Just say something or shut up. <laughs> it's funny oh. how that, because I was that way last week. Yep. And then, Yeah, I lasted a week longer. Where yeah. I thought it was like, okay, yeah, I get it. But well, see, guess but, what? He's gone through every part on the helicopter now. So Here's the deal, though. It's... You, I was a, that. I was that last week. That was me. What you're saying today, and then this week I'm a little more excited about it. Because you don't know why that is. Because it's <laughs> official. Your fanboy. It's what does the world come to? I don't. I don't know. See, then you're gonna have to take back all the shit that you said. And you'll be like, "Oh, I think it's so fantastic. He's on Team Align. I just think this is wonderful. <laughs> We're all one big happy family." Isn't, now. isn't he just the greatest thing ever? I can't wait to see him at Thanksgiving. That is so cool. <laughs> 
That is so cool. My Rubik's Cube jumped off my nightstand and finished itself. Yeah. That's how cool that is. The planets are aligning. It's fantastic. (laughs) No, look, I don't know, man. Look, back to the Gowie thing. I had an X5. It was an electric helicopter. I enjoyed it. And I actually sent Nick a PM the other day. I'm like, dude, Gowie, Nitro. And he kind of responded with me, yeah, so? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, what do you mean, yeah, so? I am actually looking forward to that. Now, but Nick does bring up a point that I... I guess I didn't think about it. I was just thinking, Gowie, nice helicopter, great. But the size thing, and I never really paid close attention to it, but apparently the, the X7 is quite a bit smaller. Oh, yeah. So, so no. I'm finding that I I like them big, baby. <laughs> yeah. I got to see my first X7. I got to see uh, Alvin Chise. He was at Snohomish. Yeah. I mean, it's, wait, it's a really nice, it's a nice heli. Wait uh, a minute. Wasn't very, that a... Wasn't that you an X seven that its own uh, design. wasn't that an X seven that tried to mid area at uh, HeliPros? No, that was a canopy. I mean, who would paint their canopy to look like the stock canopy of another brand? I would have no idea. But that was a whiplash. Actually, <laughs> that was a whiplash yeah. that looked like yeah. an X seven. I know nice. it would be like me taking my whiplash and painting the exact color scheme of a T Rex seven hundred on the. Front. You should do that. Dude, I'm thinking you should do that. Because oh, to people yeah. like oh, me, that's hysterical. That. that is funny. Yeah. Dude, I'm gonna put a raptor canopy. We should we should get we, we should get we should buy for Jake. We should get a custom made goblin canopy, painted up like a, a seven hundred. A T Rex seven hundred. Do it. I'll support it. <laughs> no, I think Jake needs one that says Hello Kitty on it and it's pink. There we go. That is definitely I know. right. that too. Our, our, you know, it could have some Star Wars lingo on it. Yeah. Because real men fly pink, you know. <laughs> Chewy's head right on the front. I thought real I thought real men ate pink. Oh, wait a minute. Did I go, that happens too. Did I go too far with that one? Yep. Nope. <laughs> 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 Pretty much. <laughs> real men except for, uh, except for Brian. He prefers them long. Long. <sighs> he is a seaman after all. And uh, he did say on the show at one point, it ain't gay if it's underway. That's right, he did. <laughs> That's going to haunt you for a long, long time, Ryan. That was said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what to say now. Can we finish the news? Do, I, I was going to say, why don't we go to the next news issue or story or whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah, see I if you guys can too. twist this one around, too. I'm sure we can. Uh, so... The Contronic Cosmic 200 ESC has got a recall. And recall. this one, yeah, this thing's their massive 200 amp ESC. That's, I don't know. Is it burning You probably up? have to take out a second mortgage on your house to buy it. And then they didn't crimp the motor wires on properly. Nice. So it's not, bur- but it's not burning shit up though, right? No. Oh, how unfortunate. No, I don't think so. So it's a sweet looking. I've never actually seen one, but it's a pretty, pretty nice looking ESC. Assuming that they crimp and solder the motor wires on, but <laughs> it's the details, you know. It's those little things that matter. Yeah, you know, Scorpion's they- got a new forty-two twenty-five series, uh, so this would be six hundred class, Ellie. Um, more powerful than the previous ones. Uh, so yeah, give that a nice check. There's a lot of options out there. So I'm not really appreciating the way you ushered me out of my um, what I wanted to say there about the ESCs. I noticed how you did that, by the way. 
Because I, I knew it was just going to be a bunch of negligent <laughs> crap. What? <laughs> I was just going to say, all those guys, all those uh, castle haters that, that, that's, that are convinced that every morning somebody at castle wakes up and says, how can I build a product that's going to destroy hundreds of helicopters today? Do you think maybe the guys over there at Contronic did that finally? They've, they've had a bad run. I'm telling you, there's Castle has taken the. I, I, they made they made it right. They're not lighting on fire. I'm not any ESC can light on fire. I mean, we need to be very clear about that. Right. It doesn't matter what it is. When when we're pushing ten thousand watt motors through them, something's gonna give eventually. That's, um, that's but 12, no, that's twelve horsepower by the way. Good rep now. Yeah, I know. See there. I just I'm just laying down some knowledge on you because I mean. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking electric. You guys should be happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed. So Big since static. you since you ushered me out of that, I didn't even pay attention to what you were saying after that because I was so focused on that. So what was the next item after the uh, contract? <laughs> <laughs> worthless. I know. Absolutely. I, I am, okay. I am worthless. Scorpion has a new 600 class. Program. Oh, that's right. You don't need to go into it again. I remember now. It's electric. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like they've got it in the 550 and the 610 kV range. So, yeah, which is cool. There's a bunch of motors in that class. It's gotten a lot more popular, I think, which is nice because they're, I mean, they're retardedly powerful for the size. It's weird how the, the standards are shifting. The old 40, 35, 500 kV motor that was like super powerful in the 700, that's like the standard power for a 600 class now. That's because you electric guys can't appreciate the subtleties of proper flying skills. And you need all that power to overshadow the fact that you can't fly. It's true. It, it helps, too. Did that sound good? <laughs> Did, Not really. <laughs> you didn't like that? Okay. Do you have any Nitro news? Come on, man. I got no. We just had the nitro news. Gowie, nitro, remember? Yeah, yeah. They're fair and balanced reporting. Okay. Balanced. balanced two electric reporting. stories, two nitro stories. Just saying. What do you think this is story? Fox News? <laughs> yeah, no yeah, kidding. Well, you've pretty much killed the news. I think I'm good. <laughs> the news it. is officially dead. Yes, it is. I've got one. Brian's got some news. What do you got, dude? Keeping with the theme of our show, you know, scale and stuff. Yeah. Um, RC Aerodyne, you know, has pretty much been where they'd tailor make packages for whatever scale you want to fly. Well, now RC Aerodyne is actually taking it one step further and they're already pre pre selecting a kit for you. So all you got to do is say, this is what I want in a super scale and all the, all the guesswork's done. Your, your, your multi blades are covered. Uh, your multi-blade tails, your speed controller, your motor, your whole combination is covered. Wow. And it's it's fixing to be a new available option for you. Nice. Jake, do you have any news? Um, Just thought I'd ask. I mean, I really don't care. Uh, I, I crashed. <laughs> I crashed. I have no news. <laughs> Jake has no news. I have no news. No uh, news is good news, right? That's right. Alrighty, guys, this week's news has been brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your RC helicopter daily news magazine.
somewhere on the other side of town lies a helicopter, broken, bent, and clinging to life. How it got there is a mystery. Was it a lockout or just dumb thumbs? One thing we do know, though, is the only chance it has for the right parts to bring it back to life? Helipros.com Guys, this is Barney, and you're listening to RT Heli Nation for the 2.0. This show rocks. So, do I get to keep talking electric? Of course, man. Good, because I'm gonna. I have a <laughs> conclusion, a long overdue conclusion. Jake? Yeah. Oh, that's Brian. That's not me. Oh. Why am I getting in trouble? Because it's usually you making the noise. So we interrupted Nick. What, what, what were you going to tell us about the electric something, blah, blah, blah? I was starting to fall asleep already. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. So, so as your, everyone knows, I have been flying the KDE 700XF 495KV motor in my whiplash. Dun, dun, um, dun. That's right. The tuna can. <laughs> the tuna can? It seems a monster. Yeah. It <laughs> it's ridiculous. I went through, uh, I had a lot of small issues in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, some were airframe related that some, got taken care of. Some were some genetic. Were speed control related. You're not interrupting me. All right. And <laughs> some were governor. Um, just a okay. lot of really small, weird issues. Finally, after all this time, I got everything sorted out because those who know me know that I'm not just going to fly something for a weekend and, you know, come on the show and be like, yeah, it's awesome. I think it's great. I think everybody should get it. It doesn't work like that. I won't. I'm not content until every little issue um, is sorted and fixed. But but hold your thought. Hold your okay. thought. I, I'm going to go ahead and let the listeners know that I did have to give you a little pep talk. And I, and I had to say, dude, don't let this motor beat you. No. <laughs> You did. You did. You were like, you got to get your head back in the game, Chuck. Wow, I mean, you're, you're giving me some credit there, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, I, I was a little defeated there for a while and frustrated. I actually took it back out, swapped back to an old, reliable combo. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe not the highest performance combo, but just something. And I guess that's a good topic, too. If you've made a whole ton of changes, I mean, this was a moderately new he uh, new heli. You're going from 4,400 watts to 10,000 watts. <laughs> any, <laughs> any little weakness mechanically is going to show up in a hurry. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I actually went back to the 700 MX motor, got everything all dialed in. And you know when you're trying, you're dealing with a new motor and you're dealing with, uh, Castle's going to love me, you're dealing with a crap governor. Just a beta-tested pile of crap. <laughs> that is how I feel about that. Yeah. Don't hold back, dude. Don't hold back. It caused a lot of problems. Yeah. I mean, a lot of problems. And it's still got some quirks, although I've figured out how to kind of work around them. But, yeah, it is what it is. So, the, I guess the big gist of it, I put the motor in, the power and the torque is 
it's insane. I mean, even flying it at the same head speed, very noticeable difference. The motor can, the diameter on the motor can is significantly larger than the uh, the 700 MX. So you retain a lot more inertia in the motor, which the result is a lot more torque. And people say, okay, well, how how can I tell torque when I'm flying? Well, it it's almost kind of like getting an extra little, uh, a tighter governor. When you're sitting there doing TikToks or you go to load the head, it retains the head speed for a split second a little bit longer before it starts to drop. So it, it gives a much crisper feeling on the collective and on the cyclic in flight. Uh, kind of like that flywheel effect. Once you get a big flywheel turning, it takes a little bit to get it going, takes a lot of power to get it going. But once you get it going, it, it retains a lot of inertia and you know loads don't affect it as quickly. Right. Uh, that was very apparent. Uh, first downfall, not going to lie, the thing's a tank. It's over half a pound heavier than the 700 MX. Wow. Yeah. Um, quad bearing. Wow. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a heavy. piece of artwork, but when you're already dealing with like an 11 and three quarter pound heli, and then you add another half a pound on top of that, yeah. you, know, you definitely notice it. it. It was wanting to sink during maneuvers, you know, like pyro flips. You could just feel it. It was heavy in the air. Um, I d- it didn't auto as good. Um, I, I like. I tend to get really picky on my disc loading, and I had it right where I liked it and put this in. Didn't care for the disc loading. But it was tough because the head speed holding and the power, even though I, I wasn't running at a ridiculous head speed, the power was very noticeable. And it didn't make me stupid with the sticks, but it just felt cleaner. There was a lot less of lag and less of delay on the power like the 700MX had. Right. So I flew it like that. Got the gain all dialed in, uh, went back to the 700MX, immediately felt very comfortable with the disc loading again. I had actually, it it was kind of a catch-22 with the 700XF. You could go down on the head speed and still get the same performance out of the flight because the motor just had so much power and held so much better, which was awesome. But then you go down on the head speed and the heli wants to sink more. Well, then you go up in the head speed to give it a little bit more of a poppy floaty feeling again. And then the thing just, I mean, it, it had ballistic power and I didn't feel comfortable with that much. So it was kind of just this real weird imbalance. Yeah. Uh, back to the 700 MX, everything was back to normal, comfortable, but you could tell that performance wasn't there. It just wasn't there. Um, yeah. And I, so I was really tossed up for a while. And then, uh, and I was having some heat issues. The motor was running pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, ESC was running really hot. And then, luckily, another awesome part about the Snohomish Fun Fly Patrick, the owner of KDE, is local. He was there, talked to him, and he said, Hey, man, we've just had some huge breakthroughs. Drop it to low timing. Just try dropping it to low timing. The heat issues are all going to go away. And I'm like, okay, sweet, awesome. And I'm kind of walking back, you know, walking back to my, uh, to my trailer. And I'm going, yeah, well, okay, it's still not going to take away the fact that it flies like a tank. I mean, I'm just the kind of person, I'm not going to keep cranking the head speed up. Yeah. I don't like to do that. So I was a little bit torn. And then ironically, and why and how, who knows, planets all aligned, but... A buddy of mine, Scott, showed up and he said, hey, 
I'm looking for, I, I tried to order a set of 690 Mavericks and I couldn't find any anywhere. No one had them in stock. Um, I have this set of Radix 710s sitting here. If you know of anyone that would want to trade. Well, being a friend and I've got, you know, I usually keep a couple sets of blades on hand. I'm like, oh, here, just swap me out. Sure, I'll take them. So I thought for fun, hey, wait a minute here. Let's go over to my Wikipedia, Justin, who happened to be there. You're like, hey, dude, uh, why don't you spit me out the disc loading really quick on my setup right now? 11 three quarter pounds on 690s. Boom. He spits up a number. Okay. Now compare it to 0.25 pounds. On 710s. Bingo. That was the ticket. It was the exact same. So you can actually figure out how it's going to feel before you ever even pick it up off the ground. If you have the right person sitting next to you that knows how to do that. (laughs) You know what, dude? Uh, I was just going to ask you about that. Um, Because I I remember you mentioned something about switching out the blades. And I was going to ask you if that made a difference. But you went ahead and already answered that question. Uh, yeah. So I put, so first I still had the 700 MX in there. I put the seven tens on and did not like it way too floaty. I mean, now all of a sudden my, my big heavy heli is a, is a total floater. I didn't like it. I didn't like the way it autoed, hated it. Swap the KD motor back in. Bingo. It's like the sun came out. All these, (laughs) all these doves started flying and everything. It was awesome lion scared shitless yeah well it's it's great because it's like i got my cake and i can eat it too i mean i've got the power of the kde i'm still only running um 2050 on the head so i didn't have to go ballistic with my head speed the temperature stayed cooler with the low timing and it feels the same on the disc loading and and, but then i get the benefit it autos like a rock star so I flew it the whole rest of the weekend like that. Still have it set up like that. I'm super, super happy with it. So I guess in conclusion, if you have the option of running this motor, if you have a lighter heli, you know, like let's say um, Goblin, any of the 700 class helis that are notoriously lighter, E7, Goblin, I think it is perfect right out of the box, bolt and go. The power is, it's ridiculous, the power. Um, seems to be pretty darn efficient on the low timing. I- I'm very happy with it. If you have a heavier heli, be prepared that if you do not want to swap blade size, you're probably going to have to increase your head speed to get it to kind of somewhat feel the same in the air. But then the power is going to be insane. If you're, if you're looking for all-out power, I don't, I don't see any other reason to go anywhere else. Because it's just that scary. Yeah. I mean, they had uh, Kenny Whistling Years. Whistling Years. He actually, he flew Patrick's 700E at the drag races and won with that motor in. Wow. It's it's retarded fast. It's just, it's ridiculous. But, you know, so there's, there is a little bit of a toss-up due to the weight. And that's the only thing negative. I absolutely love that it has regular fine strand motor wires on it. So none of these short little stiffy stubby things like that come on the rest of the motors that you can actually cut to your own length, re-solder on, mm-hmm. uh, bend them where they need to be. I love that. I love the quad bearing because you're not going to have to maintain it. It's beautiful. The quality on it is incredible. It's just got that one downfall of the weight. So, you know, be open to that you might want to 
to jump up to a blade size. And I had never thought of that before because it was like, well, uh, the, the 700 MX, I'm, I'm kind of pushing it on the power with 710s. I don't, I don't really care for that because you can notice it start to bog a little bit with 710s. Well, hey, if the motor don't bog now, then now you're really talking. So tell me this. I'm just curious. So when you ask Justin to come up with mm-hmm. these numbers like that, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm picturing this intensive. I, I would take me a month to come up with those numbers asking people. Does he just like spit it out like a, the, oh yeah, here you go. It's, I mean, is it, or did, did it take him a while to come up with those answers? No, it was less than a minute. Oh my God. What, he what just gra- grabbed his iPhone and got on the calculator and he really is like a walking math book. He's a heli savant. He's a, he's a nerd. Well, and it's all the information's out there, uh, you know. So, yeah, if I wanted to open up my laptop and do searching, and I would have got to that point because swapping motors on that heli is not the easiest. So it's not like, oh, we'll just quick slap it in and see how it feels. I was really curious. And when the numbers, I mean, they were dead on. I don't know what they meant, but it was like 0.17 <laughs> for the 1.7 or for the one setup, and it was 0.17 for the other. And that, that's when it was, okay, now it makes it worthwhile. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that, that that worked out for you because I know talking to you for a while now, you were just not quite sure what what you were going to do with that thing. Well, the majority of it was the getting it to work with the Castle Governor, you know, and it's on any other ESC, it wouldn't have been an issue. But when you have a, you know, again, no different than the airframe, when you have a slight weakness with the programming on the Governor or with the airframe, you put a 10, 11,000 watt motor in front of it, you are going to find every little weakness in a hurry. And it can turn into massive tail kicks, really hot ESC, you know, weird wagging and stuff. Cause it, this motor's got, I mean, nothing's going to hold it back. Yeah. So yeah, you just have to have a really solid setup, but I'm super happy in the end. So that's good. Sounds real good, dude. If you guys are interested in checking out that motor, of course, go to kddirect.com. Give it yep. a shot. You might Absolutely. find something you really like there. Or check out his review on our webpage to hear everything that he just saw. Or, well, wait. <laughs> do you want to you try that again, Jake? I do. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Opinion, just stop sniffing your ass and listen to RC Haley Nation. Yes, Pinion does love RC Heli Nation, but he also loves sniffing his ass. Yes. So tonight, guys, um, we're going to talk a little bit about scale builds. And, of course, Brian's with us. And a lot of the listeners know he has recently finished a scale build. Um, It's an MD. What is that thing called, dude? It's the MD500E700 class G-Jive from RC Aerodyne. So tell us a little bit about, I mean, we've talked about it before. I remember uh, we were given, giving you shit about um, not wanting to um, put some scale lights <laughs> in there. You remember that? Man, you know, yeah. I, I've tried to block it out of my memory. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So you did all that stuff. You, get, you got the dremeling all done and the soldering all done. And, and um, how long did it take you? 54 hours. 54 hours. That's not too awful bad, I suppose, for a scale build. That's building the mechanics and the fuse, getting all the lighting in and getting everything set up. Yep. 
So before we get going, tell us, uh, tell us the specs. Okay, you've already told us the fuselage. What mechanics are you running in it? Uh, Chaos 600, of course, which has the wider frame, so I was able to put a 700-size motor in it. Uh, 4035-500 with the Boca bearings. Mm-hmm. Uh, stretch tail boom, the 700-size. Um, I've got the Black Widow gyro in it and the RC Aerodyne five-blade plug-and-play head. Did you consider just the two-bladed head, or did you want to go five-bladed from the get-go? Uh, to me, it, it, part of the scale thing is you, you want to keep it true to form. Uh, the 500EG jive, the r- real one, has a five-blade head and a two-blade tail, so only made sense to mimic the real one. Right. Did you? Was that daunting? I mean, when you were thinking about doing five blades, were you like, oh, how, how is this going to work? I mean, did it feel, I don't know, it, it, it must have felt different. It was it was kind of one of those at first. I was looking at it and you know working on it and trying to get it there. And you know the wife would pop in and look and see what I was doing. And she, honey, you having fun? Uh, I think. But uh, <laughs> it, it it was yeah. At first it was dawning, <clears throat> but once you once you kind of get into the groove and you understand you know where you're because I mean the the plug and play head. There's really no phasing. So essentially, instead of just setting your pitch on two blades, you're you're doing it on five. Okay. And you know your your blade tracking, of course, you want to make sure your 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 balance and weight's right. Um, yeah, it wasn't a you know two or three flight trim it and it's done. It, it took a few flights to get it where it needed to be, but ultimately, I'm I'm happy with it. It's a it's a beautiful bird. And it flies nice. When a when, okay, so when someone's trying to they decided they want to do a scale build. I mean, what what research did you have to do, did, or did you just kind of rely completely on? Cliff being able to tell you what you might need for that, or did you actually look into it and and do some research and kind of try to figure it out before it was, you bought the kit? It was a combination of three things. Uh, first and foremost, um, it was the wife's picking. She she picked it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because we, we were talking about this right before Christmas when I was trying to figure out what it was I was getting. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she she basically said, "Okay, this is what I want as far as color and pretty and yada yada yada." And then you know she ended up getting on the phone with Cliff, and between those two, they they brainstormed, and I didn't find out what it was till right at Christmas. Um, but I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd been all over all over our website, going, okay, what about this? What about that? And I'd call Cliff a couple times a day, going, what about this one? And what about that one? And he just finally, he's just like, just wait till Christmas. But uh, I mean, I, I did a lot, a, a lot of research, a lot of a lot of uh, search in the interwebs. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's there, there's a lot of lot of information out there. Um, you can find a lot of the a lot of the setup and uh, tips and tricks on the the scale forms on Heli Freak. Uh, and then you know another another hu- humongous humongous resource for me, Mark at our field here at Houston Sport Flyers. He uh, he's been building helicopters since back in the day, and when I, I got it close and where I thought it should be. And within five minutes, Mark says, okay, let's get her here, 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 and just little small tweaks and adjustments, and boom, it was done. Uh, head speed's just under 1,500 RPMs. It's a nice bird. It's got plenty of lift, plenty of power. The the transition for me going from pod and boom flying to this 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 big scale bird was, you know, I've got a different pitch curve. Um, you know, set it at fixed endpoints and go. And it, it's it's heavier. It flies heavier. But it's fast. <laughs> so and, you mentioned the pitch curves. And I want to get into the blades a little bit. But I, since you mentioned the pitch curves, yeah. 
I want to know, typically you hear scale guys saying that they generally put what, four degrees of negative, what, eight yeah. or so positive? Yeah, four, four to five negative and, you know, some guys like uh, eight to nine. Um, mine, I, mean, I tinkered with it back and forth a little bit. And my final pitch curve was minus five on the negative side and 11 on the positive side. And, I mean, it, it feels good for me. Yeah. So. And uh, have you been practicing your uh, your actual scale-like flying? Absolutely. Matter of fact, I just sent you a link on uh, on the YouTube to take a look at a demo flight that I did at uh, our, our most recent little mini mini fun fly down here in Houston. It's uh, it's 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 different. You know, I'm I'm used to just banging on the sticks and and you know, kind of going whichever way. And with the with the scale bird, you you got to be a little bit more finessing with it, be a little bit more gentle, but it, it pays off. Yeah. So tell me, okay, we want to talk a little bit about blades. Um, I do know that you did try scale blades initially. Well, I, I tried the uh, the semi-symmetrical. They weren't carbon fiber. They were the what is it like a polymer polymer and fiber reinforced blade, and they just had way too much flex for my bird, uh, and it, it generated a lot of vibration having with the the fly barless controller. And by going to the uh, putting the Black Widow three axis gyro on it, um, it, it wasn't fighting anymore. The, they were much more rigid. I mean, if you're if you're flying, you know, just your servos direct to a receiver, those 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 poly reinforced blades, they're, they're, that's what they're made for. They're made to fly without a three axis gyro for the guys that are on a budget. And they're inexpensive blades, but they're they're tough. Yeah. But with with the three axis gyro, I was able to put the carbon fiber on there and bump my head speed up a little bit and be a little bit more aggressive with my flying. So, our blade choice is that important if you? Are considering possibly going uh, without uh, an electronic stabilization, such as a whatever you want your of your choosing. Can you still fly carbon fiber blades, or should you go with these more flexible blades? Well, if if you're not if you're not using a three axis stabilization system, having having the semi symmetrical uh, fiber reinforced poly blades is a good thing because it allows it allows the the rotor disc to float a little bit. Um, especially if you're using a rigid, he- you know, a rigid head instead of like a flapping hinge type. Um, if you're using carbon fiber on that without it, it's kind of like back in the day when Rob was doing his uh, no bar stuff. Right. You've got to be all over your, on your toes. So is it in- inherently more stable? I Beans think so. that there are five blades. I, I think so. Huh. I mean, huh. I've I've flown it in 15, 20 mile an hour winds, and it just it wants to it wants to hold on and go. So. It doesn't. It doesn't bounce around a lot, even even side in into the wind. How do you track that many blades? Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guesswork. <laughs> uh. No. 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 Um. Get you five different colored uh, rolls of electrical tape and okay. put your put your uh, your marks at different intervals on your blades, and you can see which blades are higher, which blades are low while it's while it's spun up. Holy cow! Yeah. That yeah. sounds like yeah. a interesting. <laughs> you use like how many strobe light does to make it, take? it easier or what? It, it, you know, honestly, it was like a first date with my wife. It, either going to get it right or you're not. So let me let me ask you this question now. When I'm setting up a helicopter, just a regular, you know, regular like we fly, two bladed helicopter, you get the swash level right, and then if you get if if you take the time to make sure you're as close to zero pitch with the swash level, generally. I rarely have to adjust tracking. 
is that the same process? I mean, if you get the, once the swash is level, well, did you find you know, that it was close? On, on a multi-blade head, you've got the ability to adjust how much throw you have on your blades. Um, you can, you know, like mine, I set it at 17 millimeters from the the center of the eyelet to the elbow where it goes up to the where it goes up to the uh, goes up to the grip. Even then, if if you've got a little bit out in one blade or a little bit in the opposite direction in another blade, you're, you're going to have to do a, a, a minuscule amount of adjustment. But usually, it's it's no more than maybe you know a quarter to an eighth of an inch that you you could possibly be out one way or another. So I mean, it, it does take a couple of flights, you know, to get it where where it's happy and where that that rotor disc is is nice and on plane. This question is completely from left field, but I I, I kind of have this impression. That with that many blades, if one blade is too far out of track, could it cause a disturbance in the the the, the airflow, the force, <laughs> disturbance the force. in the force, and could it cause like some incredible like just crazy vibrations, or maybe even uh, such a disturbance that it actually causes the helicopter to crash? I I know for a fact that when they were when they were out of track. Um, the top of my fuse wanted to walk around a little bit and it did vibrate and, and transition up to the tail. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, I, I guess the answer would be yes. Hypothetically. I would imagine that those blades have to be pretty damn close to perfect to get a consistent lift. Yep. Too much work for me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Disturbance yeah. in the force. I wonder how it runs with five blades at 20 degrees of pitch. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Everybody keeps telling me I need to just give it the full pitch range and just start trying to do some smack with it. And I, do it. I, something tells me if I even thought about that before I did, my wife would probably have popped me in the head with a frying pan. Brian must have missed that episode, thank God. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> think he did. Yeah, Brian, I'm going to fill you in on something. I'm going to make it nice and short and sweet, though. When Nick looked at my helicopter at uh, Othello, I had 20 degrees of pitch both ways. Wow. <laughs> not Not total. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was twenty four. Yeah, whatever. Does does my, it does it matter? Game. Yeah, does it matter once you reach a certain it, point? It was like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and then it just turned to WTF. Anything <laughs> past that, blade stalls, blade stalls. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's why that's why uh, that's why Nick asked about the uh, twenty degrees of pitch. So, in other words, I don't want you to help me set pitch on my bird. You can now. <clears throat> yeah, he's good now. <laughs> I, Nick looked over my 700, and he said, you did a pretty good job. I was off by one turn, but in my defense, didn't have a swash leveler. I love that tool, by the way. Are they awesome? <laughs> they gave me so much shit at HeliPros. And I, I don't want to get off the, the scale thing here, but when I asked those guys for a swash leveler, they looked at me like I was asking them, to like give me everything in the store and turn around while I walked out the door with it. <laughs> they were like, what? Anyway. Why? I don't know, because Larry is Larry. Uh, Larry, okay, you need a Larry crashes quads, though, dude. And so, I, I mean, I wouldn't source. really worry about that. <laughs> consider the source. Well, I can tell you one thing about setting up, setting up your blade tracking, mm-hmm. something that I found is an invaluable tool, and I hate to throw it out, but that RC logger, yeah. That has got to be the best tool in my toolbox. Well, do you mean digital pitch gauge or RC yes. logger in particular? Yes. Just a digital pitch gauge. I mean, because you know, you're 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 wanting your reference point as far as your horizontal plane. Once you've set it, it's a quick on and off. 
it, it doesn't take doesn't take much time to get it where it needs to be. Yeah, I didn't understand the epicness of a digital pitch gauge until May of this year. I was enlightened, and I have to agree, a digital pitch gauge it kicks ass. Everybody I should have they, one. They should actually quit selling all the rest of them. <laughs> they should. They should. Except for guys like Nick who can't actually just go out and get a, a one that's already made and you have to attach your digital gauge to an old <laughs> old one. So so mine's a little ghetto, but it works just fine. All right, so back to the scale stuff. Back to the scale stuff. So I actually have uh, an MD500 fuselage, Brian, that looks almost exactly like yours. It's a little smaller, uh, different paint scheme. And, oh, my God, I just realized this. It's also an Align's fuselage. <laughs> yeah, it's a line. Uh-huh. Made by, it has a line instructions in it and everything. It's for a 600. So I, uh, I was thinking about putting a multi-bladed head on. Uh, but after sure. listening to you just now, I've decided I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to uh, just put a Beast X on it and have two blades on it. You, you can't be there scared you all your life. Go for it, man. You obviously don't know me that well. I shy away from challenge. <laughs> I cower in well, the presence thing. You can just take it to Nick and he'll straighten it out for you. You got a good point. Yeah. Oh, see, Jake. That's right. Othello again in September. Nick, you better, so brush, up. You better brush up on your scale knowledge. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Did you say about the phasing on it? It's already fixed phasing. There's no phase adjustment needed. There's no follower or anything. Oh, so you can't adjust it. Yeah, you just set your pitch and go. Now, is that typical of all multi-bladed heads? I would imagine it has to be. It's no. coming that way. Um, oh. There's still a lot of them out there that you have the follower where you have to adjust the phasing. But yep. it, the the new wave is to make it where they're kind of like your your DFC two-blade heads, where you just you yeah. set your pitch on them and go. Nice. Your direct okay. compass two-bladed heads. No, I'm just saying it's similar. Oh, you, know, okay. you, you set your you set your your length. And you adjust your throw on the grip, and then you're you're done with it. That sounds pretty good. So tell us about the uh, now we've talked about uh, the Black Widow fly bar the system. Yes, and you're using this on this on this uh, scale project. Yes, mm-hmm. how's it working? Uh, I got asked if it was a V bar. <laughs> it, it's it's pretty solid by somebody that's never seen a V bar. No, by somebody that flies <laughs> a V bar on their seven HV. Okay, okay, all right, all right. So this, uh, and you're, I mean, you're not having any problems with this or any, any issues at all, huh? No, none. How many flights you got on it? Uh, upwards of 55 now. That's it? 55? I, I don't drag it out every, every time I go fly. Well, why not? Have you seen how I fly? I, I've, <laughs> I've seen you hover before. Come on now. Well, I, I hit 54 degrees last weekend. I don't believe you. I think you're still at 47. What's it got for features and stuff? I mean, is it computer interface or is it all blinky lights or what? It, honestly, it's kind of like a cross between a BeastX and a V-Bar. Uh, you can you can do the blinky lights thing and program it with your transmitter, or you can do it quick and easy and program it through your computer interface. So what you're saying is they copied the best of both worlds. What I'm saying is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just rubbing shit against you again. It's okay. Nitro head. I am a nitro head. <laughs> nitro head. So what are your thoughts, man? Should everybody try a scale build? Yeah. Yeah? 
Is it uh, what, what happens when you crash? Is it like game over? Like start over? Can you repair uh, those fuselages? I mean, I've seen some crashes that it was eh, no big deal. We can get that back together. A little work and a little epoxy. And then I've seen crashes like at the fun fly that Jake just went to that. Yeah. Uh, there was, it's time yeah. to start over. <laughs> was there a scale crash there? Yeah, yeah there yeah, was. Yeah. One of our uh, 700 class G- our, uh, MD500Es went in. Was that Chris's? No. No, it wasn't Chris's. How many chaos um, flyers are his, there? What was there? his name? I can't remember what his name is. It was that orange tiger stripe yeah, one. Yeah, but it was only a two-blade head, so that's probably why it crashed. <laughs> so these are all chaos helicopters, essentially. I mean, no, not all of them. Oh, but all these won't. I mean, what, what do you mean? Not all. I mean, wait a minute. <laughs> Weren't we just talking about chaos helicopters? No, well, said, I oh, think oh, what he's about mine. Yeah, all mine are chaos. Yeah, but you can still put like an align, uh, a true align yeah. heli in these fuses, though. But you can do yeah. these. The majority. Well, here, here's here's the thing. To think about when the 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 scale, when the scale revolution. You know, where these companies over overseas decided they wanted to start building scales of. The, the Blue Thunder and the Airwolf and, and you know, the Llama. Yes, the Airwolf. Forty of these aircraft were were designed for their, their mechanics mounting around either the Thunder Tiger Raptor series or the, the T-Rex series. Right. There wasn't much competition. You'll notice if you look at a lot of the, the manufacturers out there, it'll say, well, it doesn't fit the JR or, you know, it doesn't fit this. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it, pretty much right now, the your your market is your Thunder Tigers, um, your Alliance, or your Chaoses, which which the Chaos was imported into the U.S. Um, specifically for the RC Aerodyne fuselages. Um, no, I guess when Cliff started bringing them over, he didn't think guys would go, "Ooh, I'm just going to beat on this thing and leave it as a pod and boom." His intent was to have something to stick into the fuselages that RC Aerodyne sells. Uh, you're not because I mean think about it. You buy an aligned super combo and you're wanting to put it inside of a fuselage. Well, you you say it's a 600. You've got a 1220 kilovolt motor, and you've got a five blade head. Well, you you've got an inherent problem right there. You, you you've got a lot of torque you're going to need, and not that much RPMs. So you're going to heat up your motor, heat up your speed controller, and you're going to drain your packs. So by being able to take with the wider frame chaos. You can put a larger motor in it, put a larger speed controller, and your your dynamics as far as how everything gets set up, it's tailored to that fuselage as opposed to, okay, I've picked this mechanics. Now I've got to sell this motor because I'm not going to use it, and I've got to sell this speed controller because it's not big enough. I get you. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So guys, we're looking at these fuselages and, and uh, having to buy these aligned kits – and then turn around and get rid of most of the guts and buy additional uh, motors and ESCs to make it all work. Yeah. So what do I need to do to my 500 to put it in an Airwolf? I know Airwolf's overdone, but I grew up on that shit. I'm doing it. Get over it. You're such well, a I mean, the, See, that with the Airwolf, you've got a two-blade head. Yeah. So, I mean, the only thing, you've got an option. You can go high voltage if you want to. Um, you'll have to make mods to the frame to be able to fit a larger motor. Um, run high voltage on it, you know, run t- probably on 10 cells. Um, or you can fly it as is. You just want to drop your head speed down a little bit. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, you know what? I think, uh, you know, obviously, RC Aerodyne has been a big supporter of the show uh, for a very long time. I think if you guys are interested in trying a scale build, I mean, that's that's their specialty. 
And they don't just do helicopters either, by the way. We're certainly not going to be talking about those uh, damn dirty plankers. Wait till you see my Beechcraft Baron that uh, I'm building. Not interested. <laughs> That's right. I said it. Not interested. So if you guys are interested in checking those out, um, and if you happen to have some interest in scale planes as well, Cliff has some amazing scale fuselages uh, over there at RC Aerodyne. That's scaleflying.com. Go ahead and check that out. Hi, this is Dieter, also known as RCD Butts, and this is your 60-second tech tip. Here are some flying tips for those guys that are just starting out and learning how to hover. If you have a local club or local hobby shop and there's anybody that you know that can help you and give you some advice, check out your setup and make sure everything is smooth before you start to try to hover. Try to get the help of that person who knows what they're doing. Invest in a simulator and take some time to learn the controls on there before you actually go out and try to do it. Don't get ahead of yourself. Put some training gear on your helicopter when you're going to try that first hover. And whatever you do when you first start out, just try to do that hover. Don't try flying around and don't get ahead of yourself. Because I guarantee you if you start flying around before you know how to hover, that landing is not going to be pretty and the hobby will start out very expensive for you. If you are in that first hover, tail in, and you're just working on that and you're not confident in yourself and you want to just land, don't chop the sticks. Go down nice and easy. The first, the first fine stick that any helicopter pilot has to learn is that combined collective and throttle stick. This has been your RC Heli Nation 60 Second Tech Tip. Alrighty, guys, I got a bit of a confession to make. Was last week, another one. I jinxed myself. Dude, I'm always doing shit and stupid things. You know that by now. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm you, getting You it. drank the Kool-Aid, didn't you? No, no, check it out. So last week, we were talking about um, the 8FG and the model match and all this. Yeah, uh-oh. Well, here's the deal, all right? So I, uh, I, I couldn't fly the 700 for a few days because I was waiting for some parts. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pull out the 600 and... Uh-huh. Uh, Go to turn everything on, and I, you know, I'm really good about checking everything first. And I, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, why is the collective backwards, <laughs> uh. dude? I go so far as to pull out the Beast X manual and start like resetting the Beast X up because it wasn't working properly. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is going? On? <laughs> and it's it's just it's so crazy because we were just talking about it just a few days before. And uh, one of the guys, Fred, was there, and I'm like, oh, my God, you're not going to believe it. First time ever, <laughs> I, d- I totally got messed up. I'm like, oh, it's still on the 700. No wonder everything's backwards. Uh, <sighs> you know, if you'd have been on your 9303, that never would have happened, right? Oh, my God. Let's not go there because we all know that the 8FG is a much better radio. Ha-ha! So, so, in other words, what, what you're admonishing to the listening audience is it's all operator headspace on the part of Dan. Oh, absolutely. Dude, I'm the first one to admit it. I, I fuck shit up all the time. I make all kinds of mistakes like that. I'm just saying. As proven with the 24 degrees of pitch. Oh, we're not ever going to let that go, are we? At least you're consistent. Direction. Yeah, I got some consistency yeah. there. Anyway, I, was, I just thought I'd bring party. that up. I think that's kind of funny. I mean, we were just talking about it, and I was all bragging about how I never had any issues with that kind of stuff. Well, I didn't try to fly it, 
So, I mean, I, I mean, I checked it, and, you know, it's a good reason to do a good pre-flight check because I noticed it right away. But nonetheless, hey, you're not the only one that's done it. I actually spooled one up before I realized it was the wrong model. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would yeah. have not been fun because that would have been a dead 600. Unfortunately, of course, you know, you know, we were talking, we've talked about this too. Now that I got the 700s, uh, the 600 does rarely see flight time anymore. <gasps> Perfect what? opportunity to stick it to a scale. I've already got one to do that though. What's the holdup? <sighs> Motivation. Or lack uh-huh. thereof. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about I, I just, like it. It's a nice looking canopy, isn't it? I have never... That's the a first canopy? time I've actually you seen a Yeah, seen a fuselage in, like, in person and held just a bare one. It's not near as, as heavy as I thought it would be. Yeah. Like, not at all. So, I'm thinking... <laughs> That you should put one in like an electric. What? Give it some motor. What and kind then of, what kind of nitro does an electric take? 3D it like the Mikado guys. Well, first yeah. you have, first you have to be able to 3D. Good point. I'll tell you what, Nick. Or you'll have your buddy Nick do it. I'll tell you what I'll do. I will have that machine ready to fly. It's not gonna be electric. But I will have that machine ready to fly by Snow homie, or uh, Othello coming up in September. You going to make it to Othello? Yep. You betcha. Yep. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, well, that, that, thing really will be, cool. that thing will be ready. What will be really cool? Is if, you know, because it, I mean, it does, it, it, it expels that, that noxious vapor that kills flies and mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. You've got an opening in the back of that 500E. Yeah. So, what you could do instead of just have like a turn down on your exhaust, you could like make you a custom ninja port. That like puts it right at that that opening in the back of that five hundred. So while you're flying, you know. what are the the chaos or the are the uh, chaos or the the can the can or the fuselages you're used to are they ghetto or something? Because this one has that already. Yeah, you've already got a thing to go from your exhaust yeah. to it. It's yeah. got one built into it, dude. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, flexible awesome. chili dog. So flexible chili dog. <laughs> I tell you what, I'll get that thing ready because I've got a. I actually bought a Beast X from somebody I know just recently. Showed up today, by the way. Did it. Good. So what I'm going to do, I've got all everything ready for it. I've got the motor. I've got everything. All I've got to do is get the motivation to actually do it. I've got all the servos, and uh, we'll have it ready to go. I keep calling it Snohomish for Christ's sake, man. Othello. Othello. We'll have it ready to go, and uh, we'll let you try to do some 3D in with it. As best you can do with a yeah with a oh. uh, nitro machine. I'm hey. sure I'm gonna put 22 degrees of pitch in it too. By the way, no, thank you. So you don't. I don't to, need that. You don't need that. He no. has collective management. <laughs> That'll be kind of fun. We'll get some video. We'll get some video of that for everybody to watch. Yeah, that'd be cool. Make sure you get the crash at the end on video too. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it flew Just perfect. Like the end of my well, video. well, what we'll do is we'll put the GoPro on board. Right, and then we'll also video it, so you'll have like both views of it. Huh? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. plenty of room to put that GoPro, GoPro, that GoPro right inside, like in the cockpit, looking out the windshield. Looking out the windshield. So you're gonna put a five blade head on it? No, you, you just uh, you just talked me out of it about uh, twenty minutes ago, dude. 
you're going to take my word for something? Jeez, Dan, really? <laughs> that sounded like way too much work. It's much it's work. no more work than you setting up the sound system for recording here. Oh, let's not even go. Probably that. less. <laughs> so let me, uh. here's the deal. I don't. E- I didn't even know you could buy multicolored electrician's tape. So I, that's way out. That's way out of my pay grade, dude. <laughs> only 99 cents, man. You can get it at the dollar store. I've only seen black. I didn't even know they made other colors. Oh, I yeah. I don't impart it up to Montana. So, no. all right. I, I got to tell you, I didn't know that uh, Othello was going to happen again. And Nick gave me the good news about a week ago. And I got it. I am so excited that they have decided. I, do they do that every year? Or is this the first year they've decided to do that? Or do we First know? year they're doing it for the second time. It was such an incredible hit the first time around that they decided to do it again. Um, I can't wait. I I think it's going to be a lot of fun. If you guys are in the region, <laughs> you should go. It's going to be, for those of us who live in the Northwest, where Urch is just almost unreasonably far to get to. Um, it is unreasonably far. Unless it, you're going to fly, it is unreasonably far. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> it was, for me, it's unreasonably far. For for Nick, it's like <laughs> that's just too damn far. I mean, yeah, Nick's twenty nine hours from you. Yeah, and and Nick is is six hundred miles west of me, or further yet, further than that, even I guess. Yeah, I would have to fly. Yeah, that's too far. So, I guess um, you know, I'm thinking next year, guys, it's got to be the go to fun flies for me anyway. Uh, I know it's kind of early to be talking about next year, but um, Billings. Yeah, it is. Knock that off. Yeah, but I'm going to do it anyway. Billings. That's got for me. That's a good, that's a must go. Uh, both the Othellas and Snohomish. It's got to be. It's got to be those four. That's all there is to it. And they're all spread apart just enough. You know what I'm saying? You can always come down to Houston and fly. I could, but no. <laughs> you know we're still actually we're we're no. we've actually you know we've talked about doing a heli nation fun fly and that's still something we're considering but we don't have any fields i i've looked here i can't find anybody i've i've you know i'll I mention in the show a while ago i was looking to start an, a whole new club here i've approached seven or eight people and uh a resounding no thank you without even really giving me a chance to explain what's going on. I think that we should just take over this Nahomish field. That's what we should do, right? We should all just make sure we all get there and just destroy that place. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you took it a little too far, but we can, I'm sure we could borrow it for a weekend. Yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. You know, we, um, we are, there are a few clubs in the, Spokane area that we've talked to briefly. Um, no real signs of interest there, but um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We're still working on it. And uh, other than that, I don't know. I think it'd be a lot of fun. There's no question it'd be a lot of fun. So what else we got going on? Let's see. We're still doing the crash contest. The yeah. um, excellent charging case. Did you see the... <laughs> picture of of whistling ears oh my gosh. that thing's that thing uh 
Wow. Yeah, I did see those pictures. You know, we joke about like, oh man, I crashed it so bad. I couldn't, there was nothing usable out of it. No, there, every single little piece, like every piece of electronics, the motor, the speed controller, all the servos, you name it. Fly barless system, it's all done. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, that is pretty impressive, but I got to tell you, um, and I should, I should email you this picture. I got a submission, and by the way, thank you guys for sending those in. Keep them coming. We're going to be running this one for quite some time, and um, we're going to put up like a montage. I'm, I'm actually learning how to do it uh, for YouTube uh, via the iMovie or whatever it's called. Yeah. And um, I got a submission yes, just yesterday, and uh, Kenny's crash was spectacular, but this crash... This guy sends me pictures, and um, he literally broke the helicopter in two. And I'm not—he didn't break it at the boom where the boom attaches to the frame. He broke it in two at the main shaft, Com- yeah. completely separated. No, nothing hanging here to keep it together. Completely in two, like two separate wow. units. Wow! So decapitated it. I still think. All things considered, Rob's original target bag yes. is is high ranking. Uh, we've see, we've gotten quite a few. I mean, we got a picture of a of a guy that uh, did aerial photography. Oh, that one's bad. <laughs> and he, I can't remember the exact story. Something, uh, re- Nick, you might have to refresh my memory, but he like hit a power line or something like that. Yes, he did, and it just melted the helicopter. Just melted it. it. Yeah, it got so hot it delaminated the blades. Yeah, that's impressive shit. <laughs> it's awesome. It looks like just a big cooked, like just a big cooked sausage. It looked like a sad, burnt to death bunny rabbit with its ears kind of just folded down. <laughs> yeah, just hanging there. And they're not even broken. They're just like delaminated just, nope. and all sacked out. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So we really appreciate your guys' involvement with this and. Again, this charging case is quite amazing. Uh, go to our Facebook page to check out those pictures. Uh, I want to give Dave a huge thanks for donating that all-in-one charging solution. Uh, 208 charger, 350-watt power supply, uh, custom lighting, LEDs. I mean, it's the full package. Very nice charging case. Still in my trailer. I still haven't used it. I've, you know, it's taken some willpower. Been tempted, haven't you? I did plug it in the other day to show some guys at the field uh, the cool LED lights, and they were pretty impressed with that. But uh, there's LED lights. Yeah, dude. You, there's like a light switch too. Like you open it up, and you there's a light switch and this big bright white LED light for like if you're at at nighttime or whatever, or out at the field and it's getting dark. Plus the deck where you set your batteries illuminates blue. That's badass. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I got a question, Dan. Did you did you remember to tell Jake before he smacked the uh, <clears throat> limp tail goblin into the the dirt that he he wasn't eligible for the contest? No, I encouraged him to. Crash no, he the didn't shit tell me that. Not. Nah, I want to. Well, he I, told me, Jake. I wanted. I'm encouraging Jake to crash the shit out of those goblins. Well, he's blamed like the last three on me. <laughs> three? Well, wait a minute. Three? I think yeah, three. Wasn't it, Jake? No, you had you had the one where your heli just kind of went, 
bam, and it slammed into the ground. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I one. did. Uh huh. I saw when it. On was video. that? Takes like, wait a minute. Yeah, and then the pretzel one, and then wasn't there another one? Like right after you got it built. I think Brian may be overdoing his pain pills a little bit. I I think maybe. (laughs) I pancaked the skids doing an auto. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. See, I remember. Okay, so two and a half. Two and a half. What are you talking about? That pancaking the skids was probably the worst one I had. Up until oh. now. Alright. <laughs> Just saying. That's a boy. Yeah, when I was at Snohomish, got to experience, which I'm sure, Dan, you have gone through this. I had not. How painfully um, I would rather stick extruding parts of my body in a door and slam that door than go through breaking in a gasser motor. Oh, come on now. Uh, Dude, are you kidding me? There's nothing. It's super easy to break in a gas remote. It just takes a long time. Well, yeah. The problem is it, it, it's not that big of a deal if you only like, let's say if you're a upright flyer. Yeah, I, I hear you. I got you. I, I understand. But it's like watching from. paint dry. Yeah. It, if grass grow. You, there's, a solu- there's a solution to that problem. There really what, is to make it easier. Grass in Texas. The, the solution to that, and I know a lot of heli flyers don't like to hear this. Take the motor out, put it on a stand, get the appropriate size prop, and run it out on the stand. I'm telling you, you can do it a lot quicker and a lot easier because you don't even really have to pay attention to it. Started yeah, away. I don't know. But it, it was cool. Justin got his all broken in, uh, that toxic racing motor. Yeah, and it's it's starting to sing now. Definitely. So wait a minute, Switched. he got he finished the break in already. Oh, we were out there hovering. When you want to talk about pissing people off, <laughs> go out there. You want to go out there and hover a gasser for like I don't know forty five minutes oh, at yeah. night yeah. under a spotlight. <laughs> oh, dude! I, yeah, you know, it was pretty bad. when I had my Bergen, <laughs> I one time timed how long I could fly on one tank of gas. And uh, at 33 minutes, I couldn't take it anymore. And it, I mean, I'm done. I just couldn't. I mean, it was almost done. I mean, but I kept thinking, Jesus, look at that. There's, a, it's got to stop it any time now. Now I don't know how much longer it had, but at 33 minutes, I couldn't take it. Yeah, yeah. The whiplash tank isn't that big. You get about 15 minutes, I think. That's but funny. he went through all of his. Uh, all of his regular oil and switched over to synthetic. And then un- unfortunately, he did a little bit of a tail sliding shocker, as we call, call it. And uh, it, it might have gone in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I saw the pictures where he was hunting for the whiplash. Yeah, we went hunting. Hunting. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, but- I'm looking forward to talking with Justin about that to find out what he thinks. Because I think there, there's definitely a gasser whiplash gasser in my future there's also a whiplash nitro in my future too boys i'm shocked like i'm really shocked at yeah. first i was like what is this loud obnoxious this thing sucks but then as the motor as we started to get the rpm up get it up get it up into that happy range a little bit there toward the end of the weekend it was like okay all right so i'm feeling it now 
let me uh, let me give you let me give you some. Uh, well, let me tell you what you could have done to make it even more annoying. That, he's got a Zimmerman muffler on it, right? I'm assuming. No, it's an RJX. Oh, is it an RJX? <laughs> well, you take that off. So wait a minute. Is it the RJX? Which do you, yeah, you probably don't know off the top of your head. But anyway, if you take that off and you put just a regular stalker canister on it, those things are so amazingly monotone loud and they just reverberate in that frequency that like makes your skin crawl <laughs> right at that tone. And it, it's especially bad when you decide to hover it side in with the muffler towards you. Oh, it's horrible. They are so loud. Yeah, it's it's right. It reminds me of a 50 size nitro. I love nitros, but I hate the sound of a 50 size nitro. 90 size, whole different story with a good, like with a Hattori pipe on it. Oh, I love that smooth, sweet sound. But it's just got, yeah. I mean, like when we were over at HeliPros, I remember asking uh, Chris Lunn, I was like, wow, man, that thing's pretty loud. And he's like, it is? Oh, man, no, these are, the, this is, this pipe is where it's at. This is the smoothest and quietest pipe. It's going well. Yeah. You've they, been flying gassers way too long, dude. Because <laughs> that's not quiet. He texts me every now and again and asks me how the Slimer's doing. I don't yeah. know. The guy's got some serious issues. Serious, unnatural, aggressive hatred for Slimers. I don't know where where it stems from, but... I mean, we're talking. We're talking. It needs therapy. We need some therapy, some group sessions for some Chris. intervention. Some intervention to to discover the the foundation of that hatred that he has for nitro because it's deep. It runs deep in that boy's veins. <laughs> All righty, guys. Well, let's see. Facebook page looking good. We're. Uh, I'm happy to say we're almost caught up with Heli Pros on likes. That, nice. That, that excites me a little bit. Don't know why. It does. And not many things excite me. Apparently a line helicopter. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know I keep saying I don't know how it happened. And I really don't, you guys. It just has. And I'm just, I just have to accept the fact that. You're just tickled that it did. <sighs> I've got like four line crying towels. He's going to be flying with Turek soon. <laughs> yeah, pretty soon I'm going to be excited. Sweet, sweet. He's He's on our side now. I'm gonna be yeah. a, I'm gonna be a big huge Turek fanboy then. What are you gonna do? Like, I like Turek, or I, I like the line before Turek did. I can <laughs> I can just see it now. Oh boy, that, that Ford pickup cruising down that backcountry road with a Turek bobblehead on the dash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. with a big with a big old back window sticker next to those tall CB antennas that says <laughs> "Got smack." <laughs> With the gun rack in the back and everything? <laughs> yep. Hey, you know what? We I, th- I thought we were going for Conquer Your Heart. Well, that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, man. I'm just uh I'm just gonna get a line license plates. Do you dare me to do that? I will. I swear to God I, I will. I dare you I dare you oh, to. All right, it's a done deal. I'm gonna do it next time I go to register my truck next year. Right. Probably already I just out. did it. I just did it. No, I don't already have them. Are you kidding me? So it's going to be a year, but. Uh, oh, thank oh. you. Thank you to everyone for your support on the digging in. Stuff. I was just going to say, I can't believe we haven't brought up digging in yet. 
Digging in. Digging. Digging in. So let me just say one thing, guys. I know last episode we said it was going to be a dollar forty nine. And we wanted it to be a dollar forty nine. We did. We promise you that. We had to make a change. And the reason we made the change is because we can't control iTunes. We have well, let me rephrase that. We have very limited say in what iTunes does. And of course, it's a major distribution. And um they agreed to drop the price to one ninety nine. Now we just decided to go ahead and make that the universal across the board price just so we don't have problems with people saying, well, I can get it cheaper here, but so that's what it is. Um, nothing more, nothing less. So you can find that on iTunes and I'm dude. I've, I just finished the initial editing for me is, is like a three step process. The first step I go through and just clean the audio. I just finished that step, and I got to tell you, this next episode, I should have listened to it a long time ago. <laughs> Probably would have saved Nick some aggravation, but it's it's uh, for you, Nitro guys, and some. No, this one's nine minute. This one's all Nitro, right? Yeah, yeah, because it's all about. Well, you talk a little bit about electric governors as well, just a little bit. Yeah, but well, there's it's yeah. But we'll anyway, give a little hint on what's to come. That's that's there, a little, little bit of a hint. I will stay balanced. I will stay balanced. How about that? Absolutely. And um, excellent. I mean, just uh. excellent content. Really looking forward to seeing. And, and um, again, thank you guys for. Uh, I'm a little happy that we didn't get a lot of hate mail for that. I, you know, I, I was expecting that there was going to be some people that weren't necessarily happy with with the fact that we decided to do that. And I appreciate that. I really do. Um, yeah. And thanks for all the, the kind emails that I've gotten. I really appreciate that too. Absolutely. Yeah. And it will get bigger and better. And it will get better. Absolutely. I mean, exactly. It's like everything else we do. Um, as Nick, you know, starts to run with it. I mean, it's going to just get better and better. And um, I'm always a little leery to mention this, um, but I'm going to because I feel that those people that have have donated to the show really deserve the thank you that that we you know we appreciate it. So we've had some donations recently. We appreciate that, guys. We thank you because it does help. Uh, if you wanted yes. to, uh, well, I also let me also say, you know, to mention our our webpage. Last month, you guys <laughs> was was the biggest month that we've seen in the history of the show. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, we had just over it was huge 9,260 some odd downloads just last month. Freaking huge. That's just amazing. I mean, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't looked at the totals for the year, but last I looked, we were at like 64,000 episodes downloaded. Since January one, thanks. You know, I mean, one more. I mean, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Thanks for the support. We really appreciate um, it. Back to the digging in for a second. Did you guys decide for sure if you were going to do the, the um the where our viewers could our viewers listeners where head tonight? I don't know, dude. Anyways, 
where, where they could write in and you know they would talk about the problem. Yeah, I think what we're gonna do, yes, Mel. is um, well, since Jake brought it up, we we are now. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we weren't we gonna when you're done getting your spiel. So we weren't gonna, but I guess. <laughs> but we are now. No, so what I I think we're gonna do. You can go ahead and send them in now. Um, we'll start pushing it a little more, probably a couple more episodes down the road. But uh, the plan is is that uh, I probably will be bringing on someone um, in the Digging In series to bounce back and forth with. I think it'll be a little bit easier listening for everyone. Um, extremely knowledgeable, and it's it's just going to help take it to that next level. Um, so then what we're going to do um, for the regular show on The Nation, if you guys have a plaguing problem, with your heli, shoot me an email at nick at rchelination.com with as much information as possible. I mean, it can be pages long. That's okay. All the setup information, components, all that. Me and that other individual, um, that very valuable asset, um, we're going to go ahead and try and lay out uh, a troubleshooting technique for you. Uh, That's also a little bit of a hint of possibly what a topic might be in the future for digging in. Uh, Yeah, so that's going to be the plan. Then we're going to just take two, three, four minutes on the regular show and and go over that um, with all the listeners. So hopefully we can help you get it all worked out. We're probably not going to do those on the digging in stuff because, you know, if we're we're going to charge you guys for it, it's just going to be crammed with Nothing but content. Yeah. I don't want you. F- I just want you learning 100% of the time. Um, but we will talk about that on the regular show. So, so for the regular show section, can, can we call it Two Guys, One Heli? Oh my God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, I think we should. I think we should. <laughs> two Guys and One Heli. We could even get the background oh, music from that, that clip and put it in there. Oh, yeah. That's my neck project right there. Uh, do it. I, I just happen to have that video right here on the computer. So it won't be that hard to do. <laughs> now, let me just also, guys, again, I've said it before. Um, digging in is is a, it's going to be an incredibly content based, thorough, you know, technical stuff. But at the same time, it's not going to take. We're not going to take that and take that from our sailing nation. Um, you're going to get the same stuff you've always got a little bit of laughing, joking around, you know, you're going to learn about helicopters and have a good time when you're doing it. And for you geeky guys that are just totally into the technical stuff, you guys are totally going to be into that, into the digging in stuff as well. Yeah. And that's why we wanted to do the, you know, writing in with the problems. We still want to, you know, make sure and keep and help people on the regular show too. And, you know, to kind of keep, you know, I don't want to sound like we're beating a dead horse, but part of one of the reasons we did decide to do this, because I can't even tell you guys how many times I have had emails saying, can you release more than one show per week? Well, the short answer to that is no. <laughs> I mean, it's, it would just be impossible. I'll give you the longer answer. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> so you can look, uh, you know, we haven't really decided on a production schedule for digging in. We, we, we've talked about it. Uh, no 
exact details. But let's just say, for now, we'll just say you can probably count on one of those every four to six weeks. We'll probably fine-tune that as Nick gets into a swing, you know, and it becomes, um, you know, the, the, the logistics of the show become easier, and then it's just a matter of putting the show together uh, and going from there. And then we'll probably nail it down a, like we do, you know, Mondays. You can count on Mondays to be a release of our alienation. Eventually, there's yeah. going to be a dependable release of Digging In. And so, it'll probably increase in frequency as winter rolls in. Yeah. A, it gives us a little bit more time. And, you know, B, people are sitting in front of their computers and, and listen more, not out flying as much. So uh-huh. we'll try and keep you entertained through the winter. Unless you're a warm weather dick. Hi. haven't used that term for a while I'm looking forward to start using it again here in the next few months warm weather dicks alrighty guys well I think that's about it this has been a pretty long episode and uh, you know that's the way it goes sometimes if you want to get in touch with me you can do that at Dan K. Reed on all the forums or you can reach me at dan at rchealyhealynation.com Jake if I wanted to get in touch with you how would I do that Uh, catch me on the site instant messenger at I've been on there a fair amount. Um, or email me at jake at rchealynation.com. And Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Definitely shoot me an email at nick at rchealynation.com or you can catch me on all the forums as NWM Tech. Sounds real good. And last and absolutely least, how would I get in touch with Brian if I wanted to do that? Uh, you can get, get in touch with me at uh, rlvpilot26 on all the forums. Or you can get in touch with me by email, uh, Brian at rchealynation.com. Brian, it's been a long time since you've been on, dude. I'm I'm uh, I'm glad you you had the time to come on, and uh, thanks for sticking around with us. It's been a lot thanks of fun. Thanks for having Next me. Time, make it a Hyundai. I hear that you bounce better. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys. Uh, we sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Have a good week. We will see you next Monday. Later. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, send us an email using the Contact Us link on the homepage. If you'd like to make a donation, there's a Donate Now button on our homepage as well.